Okay, uh, good afternoon and welcome. If you're joining us for the second session in this track, welcome back. If this is the first session uh, that you've been to, welcome to AWS reInvent. Uh, my name is Ian. I work in technology evangelism for AWS in Europe, and I'm helping to uh, run the track this afternoon. And this is session two, uh, where we're going to be focusing on community-delivered AWS training opportunities. And I'm delighted, beyond delighted, in fact, to welcome three illustrious speakers from the AWS community to the stage in a second. I'm going to be joined, first of all, by Ryan Krunenberg, a friend of mine from London, who is also a founder uh, at A-Cloud Guru. Uh, then uh, Paolo Latella from Xpeppers in Italy is going to be joining us on the stage. And then lastly, Rich Morrow, a uh, local, relative local, from Denver, Colorado, is going to be uh, taking to the stage. They're going to be sharing aspects of the work that they do in delivering training to the AWS user community around the world. Uh, after the three customer speakers, we'll have some time for Q&A. So if you do have questions, please hold those in your mind. You'll see some microphones in the center of the room. Uh, the speakers will join me back on stage at the end of the session. We'll have plenty of opportunity for Q&A at that point. So I'm going to turn it over to Ryan. Ryan. Right. Thank you. Great. Hi, everyone. Uh, so my name is Ryan Kroonenberg, and I'm uh, the, one of the founders of A Cloud Guru. Um, so today, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my uh, journey to this stage. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit of my uh, life story, a bit about our company. Um, then we're going to talk about other ways you can learn um, uh, AWS uh, online. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, how you can learn AWS for free and then in-person training. So uh, myself and my brother founded A Cloud Guru. Uh, my brother's not here today, uh, but uh, Pete was our first employee. He's down here at the front row. Um, so uh, basically, my brother Sam, uh, he was a software engineer at Microsoft. He wrote uh, Windows Defrag uh, for Windows 7, uh, so you can blame him. <laughs> uh, and uh, him, him and Pete used to work together uh, in Melbourne. Pete was our uh, first employee. He's now our CTO. And they've written a book called Serverless Architectures uh, on AWS, uh, it's actually a Manning uh, bestseller at the moment, uh, and it's a fantastic book. Um, so we're really passionate about serverless, and we're going to come into this uh, slightly in our talk, but I'm going to try and stay away from serverless because we're really here to talk about training. Um, so we, we founded the company in May of last year. We actually had the course, the very first course, published in January of last year. Um, so we're not even two years old yet, um, and we've trained 100,000 uh, engineers in that time. Uh, and we've done it um, basically without running a single server. Um, so we built out our own learning management system that's serverless. Uh, we actually run conferences around the world um, evangelizing serverless. Um, so we had our first one in Brooklyn in May of this year. Uh, we had one in uh, Tokyo at the uh, end of September. And then we had one in London at the end of October. And we will have uh, quite a few more next year. Uh, there'll be a couple in the US, probably one in London, one in Tokyo, and maybe one somewhere in the APAC region. Uh, so my journey to learning AWS, um, believe it or not, I only actually got into technology in around 2009. Um, I got a degree in accounting and finance, uh, and basically I uh, moved to the UK. I had a graduate diploma in immigration law, and actually worked as an immigration lawyer um, for many years. I had my own practice, and um, I was teaching people how to, or showing people how to get visas to Australia, to New Zealand, to Canada, and into the UK. Um, so I was very specialized in immigration law. 
Um, and then the uh, global financial crisis hit. And uh, in the UK, the big problem was, was um, all the mortgages dried up. So nobody could get mortgages either to buy new properties and nobody could sell their properties to emigrate over to you know, Australia, New Zealand and Canada. Um, so almost overnight, our entire industry got wiped out. Um, and at the same time, Australia, New Zealand and Canada um, basically changed all the immigration laws to make it harder for people to emigrate into those countries. Um, so I was highly qualified, but uh, there was no jobs. Um, so I decided to go into tech, something I was always passionate about, um, and I really did start from the bottom. So I went and got a job at a homeless charity. Uh, so I was teaching the homeless how to um, use, uh, you know, how to log into Windows, how to use email, that sort of thing. And I was also helping the staff uh, out at that charity. And um, during that time, I went to night school. Um, so I was doing my CCNA and my, um, <clears throat> my, my MCSE. Um, and it was quite challenging. I mean, I was getting up at 7.30 every night and coming home at about 10 o'clock. And, you know, it was a really tough time in my life. Um, but it was really, really worth it in the end. Um, so off the back of those two qualifications, I got a job at Rackspace uh, in 2010. And originally, I was a Windows system administrator, um, but I moved into a solutions architecture role. Uh, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, Rackspace, I was in the SMB team, so I was really dealing with like two or four server solutions, um, and it got pretty boring pretty quickly. I mean, two web servers, two database servers, that's it. Next customer, please. Um, so I wanted to move on to larger solutions, um, so I moved over to a company called Phoenix, which is big in the UK, but they're, they're not so, well, they're only in the UK. Uh, and that was working with about 20 server solutions. Uh, and then after a year, I moved over to SunGuard and uh, SunGuard Availability Systems, uh, and that was much bigger solutions. We're talking about normally about 200 servers. We'd have multiple data centers all around the country, and it wasn't just um, network infrastructure. Like we had to do the you know comms lines, we had to do MPLS circuits, we had to do dedicated comms. Uh, but it was also um, workplace recovery. So like if an insurance company has a fire, what happens with their corporate offices? How do you move everyone to like a Regis office, for example? And then how do you do all the networking behind that? And it was really fascinating because you're solving a whole bunch of complex problems. But the problem was it was all on dedicated infrastructure. And I started watching what's happening in the AWS space and things like CloudFormation was coming out or Elastic Beanstalk. And I started thinking, oh my god, Dedicated infrastructure is starting to become code. It's, you know, there's a massive transformation. And if I don't start um, learning and staying ahead of the curve, I'm going to end up just like what I was, um, you know, where I was in an immigration industry and suddenly the entire, um, you know, industry collapses overnight. Um, so I became really focused on learning AWS. Um, but I was on a very tight budget. We didn't have any kind of uh, training budget available to us. Um, so I had to go out and learn this stuff myself. And so, and I figured out to do, the, there was only four certifications at that time, but for me to go out and do that, if I was going to do it like in, um, you know, in classroom, it's going to cost me about 9,000 pounds, which is the equivalent to, you know, one year's um, tuition at university. So, in comes Udemy. Um, I've always been using Udemy to learn things about tech. Um, it's a great platform. Um, the problem is with Udemy is that um, it's not just about tech. It will teach you programming and stuff, but they also have courses on like photography or, you know, My Little Pony, believe it or not. Um, so <laughs> it, was, um, it was quite interesting. Um, and I did a whole bunch of AWS courses on Udemy, um, but I wasn't pleased with those courses, so I decided to create my own as a part of me learning uh, AWS. Um, and so I, um, in December of uh, 2014, I created a Certified Solutions Architect Associate course, and I was basically preparing the course while studying, so it was a way of helping me to study to pass that certification. And I launched that course on the 9th of January in 2015, 
Um, I actually launched it an hour before I sat the actual exam, um, which not a lot of people know about. Um, and I actually, with my um, mobile phone, I didn't turn it into flight mode, I just turned it into silent. And I put my mobile phone in a locker, um, which was behind me while I was doing the, course, uh, doing the exam. And I, just before I launched the course, I gave away 200 free copies uh, to that course on Reddit. And every time somebody signed up to it, um, I'd get an email. And I could hear my phone while I was doing the exam just going bzz, bzz, bzz. And it was driving me absolutely crazy. But I managed to pass the exam. I was really ecstatic. Um, and uh, so I decided to start charging uh, money for the course after those 200 copies uh, you know, had been uh, given away. And, um, and then that's when A Cloud Guru was basically born and started going viral. Um, fast forward a little bit, I did the Developer Associate and the SysOps Administrator Associate courses. I registered a company in uh, May, uh, 20th of May last year. Uh, and then my brother, I said to my brother um, in about August um, that um, this was really starting to take off and would he um, be interested in helping me build out a, a platform. We looked at using Moodle, we looked at using Joomla, a um, whole bunch of others, um, but nothing really uh, met our needs. Um, so Sam, as comes from a software engineering background, uh, had worked at Microsoft before, um, he decided just to build out his own LMS. And it took him about four weeks. Um, so he took all of September um, off. No, it was all of August. We launched on the 1st of September um, last year. Um, and we built it in a serverless, uh, you know, completely serverlessly. So uh, we run AngularJS uh, across all devices in the front end. Um, you're basically connecting into API Gateway, um, and then you've got a whole bunch of different Lambda functions that support our LMS. Um, we use Cloud Search, we use Auth0 for authentication. Um, all our videos are stored in S3. We actually um, uh, use uh, CloudFront uh, for our CDN delivery. We use Firebase uh, for our database. We use Stripe and PayPal, uh, and we use uh, Intercom for our customer analytics. Uh, and the great thing about a serverless platform is it's extremely low cost because there's no service to run. And actually, when people are accessing the courses, they've already paid you money. So you're only incurring a cost after someone has paid you. And it completely just, you know, it's a game changer. Um, so our platform, um, that's one of the reasons our courses are so cheap. It's because basically our biggest uh, cost uh, to us is our staff. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, our platform has discussion forums, practice exams, and quiz questions. We actually have an Alexa app now, um, so you can practice all five uh, certifications using uh, an Amazon Echo. Uh, and you don't even have to be in front of your laptop or you know, uh, your PC. Um, you can be cooking dinner, and you can be learning DevOps Professional, for example. And we have 50 free questions for each certification on, on Alexa. Um, so we have one of the largest uh, online AWS communities in the world right now. Um, we treat our platform very much like a record label. So we sign artists to the label, and they get a, a share in all course sales. And this really incentivizes our instructors to continuously update their content um, and to be really proactive with students. So if a student's having a problem, an instructor wants them to have a really good experience, um, so they'll be really communicative. Uh, and it just makes a, an overall better learning um, you know, environment. And of course, if our instructors are really good, they can earn you know, really good money and you know, quit their full-time jobs and just do it. Um, so we launch new courses every week. We have just launched our um, Certified Solutions Architect Associate course in Spanish now, so we're going uh, into uh, different languages as well. Um, we've got a Portuguese version coming out, hopefully in the next two, three weeks, we'll see. Um, but our courses are not just uh, certification-related either. 
Um, we've got an iOS with AWS course, so we'll teach you how to build out an Instagram-style clone, um, and then it uses AWS backend services, so it stores the photos in S3. We have um, API Gateway, we have Lambda functions that basically will take those photos and generate thumbnails. Um, we store metadata uh, in DynamoDB, we use um, Cognito for you know, identity. Um, we have an absolute beginner's guide to developing with Alexa. Um, you do not need to know how to program to do that, that course. We'll show you how to build out 12 different skills, and we'll show you how to basically hack those skills to do a whole bunch of different things. Um, I use it all the time um, to um, basically outsource my speaking engagements. I'll just design Alexa skills and uh, get Alexa to speak for me. They wouldn't let me do it today, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> we also have a, like a DynamoDB a deep dive course that goes for 19 hours. Uh, and it's everything you need to know about DynamoDB. We have a whole bunch of uh, other courses as well. Um, so enough about iCloud Guru. I'm going to try and keep it uh, focused on learning. Um, so there are other online courses and communities that you can use. Uh, Linux Academy is a great one. They're very good at DevOps uh, in particular. Um, Anthony is the founder of Linux Academy, and um, they're actually a bronze sponsor uh, here at reInvent this year. Um, and despite us being competitors, we go out and have beers and, you know, um, chat. We try and not chat about work, but he's a, he's a really good guy. Um, you can also learn um, on Udemy. Um, you can learn on lynda.com. There's Simply Learn. There's Cloud Academy. Uh, but you can also learn online for free. And there's obviously Quick Labs, which I'm sure everyone's used at some point. Um, Quick Labs have a whole bunch of uh, different free labs. They're actually, if you log into the AWS console right now, um, you'll be able to see um, they'll actually direct you into using uh, Quick Labs. Um, and they'll also show you um, the AWS console starting to have their own like um, training videos and stuff embedded and different examples. Um, and the thing I like learning the most um, using in terms of free is um, using the developer documentation and just going through and reading the examples and trying it out. Um, there's obviously YouTube videos and reInvent videos and Reddit. I, honestly, Reddit is so good for learning AWS. You can ask the stupidest questions there possible and you'll get really good answers, or you can ask the most complex questions there possible and you get really good answers. So definitely uh, check out Reddit. Um, and when I was first starting to learn IT myself, uh, my mate who was a Citrix engineer he said the only way you're going to learn, you know, be good at IT, it's one thing going out and getting certified, but the only way you're actually really going to know this stuff is getting your hands dirty. Um, so I'd really encourage you to go out and practice this sort of stuff. So maybe pick a technology that you're interested in. Um, so let's say it's EC2 or if it's Lambda, and then set a goal that you want to achieve. So maybe you want to install a WordPress site or a Joomla site on EC2 um, that's highly resilient. Or maybe with Lambda you want to create like a, you know, a serverless CV that's hosted up in S3 using AngularJS. Um, so go out and get, a, obviously, a free tier account so you can actually practice all these uh, technologies and start getting your hands dirty. And again, always read the developer documentation and examples because I find them really good. Uh, and then finally, in-person training. Um, the AWS training and certification team are fantastic. I work with them um, both in the UK as well as in the US. So I've attended training sessions on both sides of the ponds. Um, the, SAPs, the, the instructors are fantastic. Um, in the UK, we have QA. They have uh, these beautiful offices in St. Catherine's Docks that basically overlook um, uh, the Tower of London uh, and Tower Bridge, so it's beautiful scenery. Um, and then, uh, you know, US-based, you'd use someone like Global, Global Knowledge or um, other authorized training partners. And the one thing I would say about um, in-person training is it's a fantastic uh, method for networking with people. Um, some of the mo in, you know, best people I've uh, met who work in the AWS space I've met at in-person training. Um, so that's it really for me. I've written this all up in a blog and we've actually put it on the back of our t-shirt. So it's never too late to reinvent yourself. 
Um, you can go out and completely change and come into a technology industry. And there's a lot of people out there right now, I'm sure, in the uh, audience who are infrastructure architects, who are um, worried about their future. Um, you know, go out and learn cloud formation because that's absolutely, um, you know, a total game changer, as well as serverless, but I, I'm not allowed to plug serverless too much. So, okay, so that's it for me. Uh, Paolo is uh, up next, so I'll just hand over to him. And we're going to have questions at the end, by the way, so. Thank you, Ryan. Hi, guys. I want to uh, explain about become an AWS expert with uh, three ingredients. Learn constantly, fail sometime, do it with passion. About me, I am uh, Paolo Atella and uh, working at Xpeppers uh, as uh, a uh, AWS uh, authorized trainer and uh, solution architect. I work 50% uh, trainer and 50% solution architect, and I am uh, very happy because uh, I can uh, learn constantly and uh, speak with the customer, uh, try new cases, um, work hard. Um, I, I work on uh, AWS technologies uh, since uh, 2009. Uh, before with the solution architect and after with the uh, uh, trainer. It's uh, important to understand the ingredients for uh, become uh, expert, AWS expert. Share is important to share um, our, our experience uh, and uh, confront with the community about uh, the case, uh, the problem, it's important to learn, and uh, we see the, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of topic for uh, learn about uh, AWS. It's important to fail because uh, the fail is important to share the fail and uh, compare with other guys about uh, how we done this uh, this solution. Uh, where I started, I started uh, with. Uh, my boss asked me, please migrate to our data center. Alexa, please migrate. Don't exist, Alexa. is a, a problem because it's the, the new services for, for us. I, I started to migrate our data center reading AWS reference architecture. AWS reference architecture is very important because it's the first point, is a global overview about how we implement a solution. Because AWS reference architecture is similar to Lego. I have a block, a building block, and I can image how to use this, this block. But it's important developer or user guide because about reference architecture you have a global overview, but the developer user guide uh, go more in deep about um, how implement that solution. For example, a simple change uh, about the name of our bucket uh, can improve the performance of our application than 20 pair. So, 
start for AWS reference architecture, go to AWS develop or user guide. It's important to stay updated about new services, new features, and we thank Jeff Barr and the team about AWS blog. AWS blog is, uh, um, is splitted about uh, topic, uh, IoT, startup, uh, DevOps, security. And we can uh, focus on our technologies, on our practice. It's important that we can review because uh, it's not uh, simple to stay updated with uh, all features. But we can review is uh, uh, overview about the new feature of last week. It's important the AWS training. We, we begin with uh, Amazon Day. Amazon Day is uh, a public, totally free events uh, worldwide. We can meet the AWS expert and ask a solution, compare the solution. It's important for network with the partner and the AWS team. And it's important to, uh, to have an overview about uh, AWS training offers. AWS training offers is uh, important for, uh, um, for uh, demonstrate our uh, capabilities or uh, uh, about the, 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 the feature they using AWS. We have uh, an entry level course, AWS Essentials. We have uh, adopted or professional course, for example, system operation on AWS, or professional DevOps engineering on AWS. And for every of these courses, we have a correspondent certification, solution architect professional, solution architect associate. The certification is important because it's a value for my enterprise, but for me. I can demonstrate that now the AWS services. It's important to learn from a third party. For example, uh, Cloud Guru is a, a platform where uh, we start to study, try, fails. For example, Cloud Academy. Cloud Academy about uh, Enzone Lab is uh, a good platform for try uh, with, with, uh, with practically with the services. It's important to learn from leaders because probably a, um, a problem we can uh, see on Netflix, uh, Chaos Monkey, we can use Chaos Monkey for test uh, my infrastructure. Or, uh, or we can manage uh, all SSH, password, key, or I am uh, uh, username and password. Zalando Stops is, for example, is, a, is an example. Or we can use uh, a um, a new services, uh, a new application provided from third party for uh, resolve my problem. Or, uh, or we can scale automatically and uh, which is the problem to scale? Airbnb traffic is a case. <clears throat> it's important to community, for example, community workshop because uh, we can uh, implement a solution, use a service uh, uh, and uh, I would like to share with you the URL for AWS Labs. It's important to test 
from third party, for example, uh, Kiwi Clubs, uh, and uh, a lot of uh, labs uh, are totally free. So learn and test. But for test, I need the credits. I need the money. We can uh, use, for example, a credit uh, uh, coming for survey, or we can use a free tire about uh, AWS services. For example, on EC2, you have seven, more 700 hours totally free for test or platform for test or, or knowledge about the services. It's important the passion because I need to start to use a service, start from my passion. For example, I don't know before uh, Alexa, AWS Lambda, and uh, the only reason to start to use is uh, find a case, my case, for my passion and use the service for experiment. Fail and share is important because uh, if we fail and share the fail, I can uh, get a feedback about uh, how to resolve my problem. Share with community, blog post. Share uh, during the community events. It's important to work in pairs. Uh, during my experiment on AWS, I working in uh, pair with my team because uh, share the experience, uh, confront about the better solution and organize your content. For example, uh, we have a, a lot of features we can back, uh, we can uh, um, get to backlog my uh, link or guide and uh, study day by day. Thank you. It's rich time. <laughs> Dropped all my stuff as I was running there. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. How are you guys doing out there? Packed room, looks good. So my name is uh, Rich Morrow. I'm gonna teach you guys how to trip and fall your way to success. Tell you a little bit about the three H's uh, of training. Um, I serve as the Global Knowledge Course Director for their big data and uh, cloud arenas. Anybody here from Global Knowledge? Can you guys raise your hand? Instructors, other, we got one, two, couple, there's a few of us out here. We got a, a group of about 20 trainers uh, that we've been, been working with. So I'm gonna talk first about my favorite topic, John Malkovich, just kidding. Um, who am I? I? I've got about 20 years, two decades uh, in technology. Um, I've been doing this stuff for a while. Uh, AWS user since 2009, started my own consultancy uh, in 2010, been training AWS. Believe it longer, uh, believe it or not, longer than anybody uh, on planet Earth. I started with the original two trainers uh, at Amazon and helped grow the materials, helped uh, uh, create the classes that you guys have today. Uh, I lead all training efforts at Global Knowledge. It's about 60% of my schedule. All of the Global Knowledge trainers, at least on the Amazon branch, uh, that I know of at least, um, are consultants. So we're not just doers, or we're not just trainers, we're doers. Uh, we come from a background of fingers on the keyboard. Um, and then currently I spend about 40% of my time doing things like creating video courses for O'Reilly. I've got a course out uh, on Redshift, great Amazon technology, another one on Spark. Uh, we talk about EMR in there. And then some writing for some other partners, which uh, is an interesting story that I'll tell you guys about uh, as well. So 
Before I tell you how I got here, I got to tell you, you know, um, uh, where I am. But how did I get here? Uh, I was really lucky to have a few fantastic mentors early on in my career. Uh, one of them you guys have probably never heard of, Bob Kames. Uh, he was a co-author of one of the uh, initial PHP programming books for O'Reilly. Had this great quote, make sure you're doing interesting work. I think his quote was interesting work with talented people. Those five or six words right there will get you so far in this world, right? If your job is not interesting, if you're not working with smart people that you can learn from, you got to change that, right? Um, keep asking why, just not how, right? Tactical is important. Getting the right setting on the mail server is important. Otherwise, the email doesn't go out. But you got to sometimes step back and say, how does this all fit together? Why are we doing this? What's the overall purpose? Us technologists, we can get too lost in the nitty-gritty and lose the big picture. And we've really got to pull ourselves back and focus on that. Um, stepping up to the cause. Uh, if you're like me, you start out as a small company or several small companies, and there's no shortage of things that need to get done. Uh, when somebody says, you know, hey, does anybody know how to do this? Even if you don't know how to do it, it's an opportunity to learn something new, right? And keeping that curiosity in the back of your head uh, as you do this and stop thinking about, well, what am I going to get, right? That's, that's not how this works. Uh, people who you work with who are really good, they're good because they give to you. They're good because they give themselves to you. They're not trying to take from you, right? And it's that uh, mindset that really makes a big difference. Um, that fourth bullet point there, being a jack of all trades and a master of one, I think that's a huge recipe for success, especially in a system like AWS that is so broad in scope. You know, we're all up here uh, saying that we're uh, experts. I kind of refute that title. I'm not sure if anybody can be an overall expert in AWS. That's like saying you're an expert in technology. Not sure you can, you can make that claim. But I can say I'm really good at Redshift. I can say I'm really good at Hadoop, right? And then focus in on those things. Um, and then making sure you're listening. What can I do for you uh, is what it should have ended up saying there at the end. Take it from that approach, not what can I take from you. So Ryan had talked about pain being a great teacher, right? He went through that, that uh, exercise of uh, you know, losing his ability to do what he used to do with the immigration. Same story in mine, right? When, uh, when I decided to create my own consultancy, I'd had two decades in technology, but what I realized is what Ryan said. The code was literally starting to write the code. A lot of the stuff I did, systems operations, wasn't really needed anymore, right? And I took a step back and said, wow, wait a second, just because I've been doing this for 20 years doesn't mean I'm going to be able to do this the next 20, right? Um, at the time, I was a dad, single income earner, uh, uh, two children, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Failure was not an option. So at the day job that I was working at, which was grueling, probably like a lot of you guys, underpaid, unappreciated, uh, management didn't really uh, value me or respect me, right? And I knew these things. Um, but like I said about the tripping and falling, I kind of always just you know, went with whatever the next job was. And I said, wait a second, I'm going to make a plan here. I'm going to figure out what I like to do. And I wrote down on my mirror, one of the books I read uh, when I was deciding to do this, I wrote down on my mirror what uh, I like to do like to communicate, I like to teach, uh, I like technology, I like all these various things, right? And I kept that on my mirror every day along with some personal goals of what I want to achieve over the next six year, month or whatever. That was a great motivator for me and it also helped me sift through every opportunity that came in when I started my consultancy and compare it against that list, right? How does this fit? Maybe I don't know the exact job that I want, but I'll know when I see it because it's going to have you know, these five or six attributes. So just like um, you know, Paulo and Ryan had said, it's all about passion. What do, you, what do you enjoy? What is work that you enjoy so much it doesn't feel like work, right? When you're in that mode and you're in the flow, um, 
it's not being forced to do it. You're going to do it anyways, right? Find a job like that. One of the sales guys I went to, and I asked everybody around me, you know, what, what did you enjoy about working with me? What can I improve on? And what is the market looking for? And this second quote, do what you say you're going to do, was huge. Um, the sales guy that I worked with said he can't count how many folks that he talked to, technologists, uh, that he said, you know, promised one thing, and then they under-delivered, right? Under-promise and over-deliver. And I took that uh, to heart as well. Don't let others tell you your value, especially if you've got one manager at one company. That person may not really understand who you are and where you fit. And that's certainly uh, the case that I was in in my last job. And then also, um, it's kind of sad, but we live in an environment where people are becoming less and less trustful of everything. <laughs> and that really works to your benefit. When you're somebody who comes off who actually genuinely is true, and you can relay that, and, and you can follow through and do what you said, that's huge, because so many people are so used to being lied to, right? Um, and then the last two bullets there, it's really important to do marketing. If you're not marketing yourself properly, um, you're doing your clients a disservice, because they may not respect, they may not understand you, how you compare it to somebody else, and they may end up getting a botched project because of that, right? Um, so one day in June 2012, I got a call out of the blue from somebody named Dennis Pinto at Global Knowledge, uh, and I had never worked in the training space before, and he said, can you be on a plane in three weeks to England? And after about two minutes of conversation, I realized this was not, in fact, a Nigerian scam, which I was expecting to learn, but it was a real opportunity. And I went to my mirror, and I looked at those things, communication, teaching, boom, 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 check, check, check. Yes, I'm interested in doing this. And that became, you know, what I'm doing right now. Uh, the first delivery, by all accounts, should have failed. Global Knowledge was the very first partner that Amazon brought in, external. Amazon had two instructors at the time. I was new to teaching, <laughs> right, as a, as a full-time job. Um, I was new to the entire relationship. There were about 16 variables that should have caused it all to fall apart, but it worked. We all juggled, we all made it, made it come through, we made it better with every delivery. Um, and then there was another trip out of the comfort zone uh, when we realized that first client that we had, the work after about two or three months had dried up with them. And we were so early to the space, we hadn't got traction on the Amazon side. But Global Nudge came back to me and said, look, looks like you've been doing some Hadoop, can you do that as well? And I said, great, let's give that a try. And then of course, back to the LinkedIn and Google thing, putting that on my LinkedIn profile turned into other opportunities. With O'Reilly, GigaOM called me in uh, 2012, right? Everything just uh, kind of fell into place. And then one of the very last things uh, about myself, this is interwoven into everything that I think both Global Knowledge and certainly Amazon uh, does. And this is a quote from Evan Brown, the second ever Amazon trainer, one of my mentors uh, back in the day, said, be helpful, humble, and honest, right? And I think this is especially true in training, but if you carry that through to everything, three very, very powerful words, right? So let's talk for a couple minutes about uh, my amazing clients. So one of the things that really sets us apart, I think, is our culture. And how many folks have read the Netflix manifesto? Anybody, a couple of us? If you haven't, go and read that right after that or just skim through this. It's fantastic. We embody that culture. It's all about this. Openness, humility, respect, and very importantly, customer focus. One thing I learned right away for teaching with Global Knowledge is they are incredibly uh, respected in the industry. Um, we are the probably oldest training partner on the planet, 25 years uh, that they've been alive, and um, uh, definitely the largest uh, as, a, as an overall training partner globally. Uh, and we created several things, right? An internal help network. Each one of our instructors has a different specialty. I know a lot about SMBs. I know a lot about certain services. Other folks on our team know enterprise, or know big data better, or know IoT, 
right? We can leverage those folks. And when we've got a tough question, a stumper from a student, we can pass it to that list and we can get uh, feedback really quick. I have not seen a question go unanswered in any of our classes without a good poignant answer. Internal private wiki to help folks get up to speed. And then just, of course, managing uh, the vendor relations uh, with GK's uh, customers and partners. Building a world-class training team. It's about hiring doers, not speakers. Paulo and Ryan both talked about this. Um, you got to have somebody who, when the tough question comes, they don't go deer in the headlights. They're like, yeah, I've done that before, and actually what you want to do is this, right? Demand experience. Um, not everyone can or should know everything, but you should be able to say, uh, articulate what you do well, right? Make sure your team is diverse, and ours definitely is. Like I said, there's folks that come from a variety of backgrounds, and we each complement each other. Um, and then, of course, demanding the best and fostering gro uh, growth uh, from everybody. I know that a lot of this sounds trite, but it's really, it's, it's oftentimes the trite things that are hard to do on a day-to-day -day basis, right? We forget about them, we put them back on, yeah, yeah, we're doing that, and we realize, oh yeah, actually we're not. So let's talk about you guys finally, how to get the best training. Like I said, I've been doing this uh, longer than anybody on the planet, so I think I've got some good uh, insight for you here. Repeated things I see in every class, right? This is a big problem. Managers, you know, somebody shows up in class, yeah, my manager signed me up for this. Uh, well, maybe that's not the best approach. <laughs> Really, maybe you should have been in this other class. Or maybe your manager didn't really understand, didn't really read the, the outline. You guys are probably thinking uh, a different RTO there. But read the outline. Make sure you understand what you're getting into, right? A lot of us have training budgets, and we're like, yeah, I'm going to Amazon training. How many classes does Amazon have currently? Anybody know? Take a guess. Somebody give me a number. About 20. Not 1,000, but close. About 20, right? That's a lot of variety in the various uh, classes that we got out there. Um, read the outline, right? Uh, a lot of folks have come into class and said, yeah, I thought this was certification prep. No, we have certification prep classes, but those are like half-day classes, right? Amazon will tell you straight to your face, the architecture class does not is not meant to be certification test framing. We have a class for that, but it's specifically for that, right? And then the virtual versus in-person, uh, Global Knowledge is one of the few or possibly the only company, I think. Uh, we used to be the only, I'm not sure now, that does virtual. Big benefit to doing virtual. The first time I did virtual, I thought it was kind of weird. You know, I'm staring at a monitor. Are there real people out there? What's really going on? And I realized it has a lot of benefits. I can draw on every slide. And I draw like a madman, right? I think my folks in my virtual class get better experience. We give our recordings uh, free access to the recordings for a year after the class. So if you got pulled on a production issue for half of a day or your, your brain was somewhere else when, when the instructor was talking about X, Y, or Z, you can go back and review that, right? Not possible uh, in an instructor-led class. There's quite a few links in here as well, guys. Um, this one right here, this GK AWS, is a direct link to all of the global knowledge offerings, and we do teach every class with Amazon authorized materials as well. Preparing for training. Make sure you assess the gap of your skills versus the outline. A lot of folks have come into class, like a, an advanced class, and they didn't meet the basic prereqs, right? In these classes, prereqs are so important. It used to be that, you know, the uh, architecture class and the SysOps class, probably two of the most popular ones we got, they had extensive overlap on the first day, uh, probably really like half day to three quarters of the, of the first day. They took that out and moved all that beginner stuff to essentials. So make sure, make absolutely sure if you're signing up for a training that you have met the prereqs. If you did not meet the prereqs, you are not gonna have a good time in the class because we're gonna be talking up here and you just learned how to spell AWS, right? Don't be late. 
Again, sounds like an obvious thing. I once had a student come into class 90 minutes late, sits down, raises his hand. What was his first question? Can you just summarize everything you just went over? No. <laughs> it's 90 minutes late, right? I gave him like 30 seconds. I'm like, well, here's some links on the board. Make good friends with the guy sitting next to you, but we got to move on, right? Um, if you're late, it's going to cause issues. Errata in the labs. Amazon changes really, really quickly, right? And one of the ways that they keep up with that is when the web GUI changes or something changes about the technology, we create something called errata, right? And make sure if uh, you're taking labs with us, and this is true of any Amazon class, make sure you ask the instructor, is there an errata document? Because they've got 20 things going on. I myself have personally forgot to mention that sometimes. And a student gets to a step in the lab, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you about that, right? It's a good thing to put in your back pocket. And again, live instructor-led training is so valuable because of that last bullet point. Because you get a chance to ask, hey man, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you repeat that? Or is this like that? Or blah, 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 right? Um, classes are either great or really bad, depending basically on the students, how engaged they are, how much they bring to the element. Are they joking with us? When I ask a question, do I get responses, right? The instructor can only do to, uh, so much for that. Take that last link and put it in your back pocket, the AWS links, fantastic uh, compendium of links that I give to every student. Really good stuff in there to help bring you up to speed and keep you uh, up to speed on Amazon-related topics. Uh, make sure to, to uh, save that for later. Some challenges in Amazon. It's extremely wide and deep. Uh, I don't think I've worked with any technology that changed faster than this did. Uh, you're gonna run into that third bullet point before, uh, before too long, right? I've never done this before. Myself, my own personal weakness, I was a software dev. Never had to do uh, networking. So first time I saw CiderBlock, I'm like, yeah, I kind of know what that is, <laughs> right? And then I had to work with folks. And, and again, be humble and say, like, I don't know what that is, right? Can you help me uh, figure this out? Um, looks deceptively simple until you start getting into it. And again, training, don't expect it to be a one-time thing and then you go back in four years. Your training budgets really need to accommodate the pace of Amazon. Expect to be retraining, recertifying at least every year or two, even if it's a new class and new technologies you're picking up. And again, um, to Paolo and Ryan's point, the YouTube channel on Amazon's great. Lots of stuff out there will help you with this. Getting certified, again, uh, Amazon page there for certifications. Cloud Academy and Linux Academy, great quizzes and test prep. Like I said, I don't think there's any substitute for live instructor-led training. You can get it a lot uh, less expensively over there, but again, um, you don't get chances to uh, ask questions. Test-taking tips. Make sure you read the blueprint. Make sure that you shore up the gaps before you get into class. If something in the blueprint uh, you know, is unclear or you don't know, talk to us. Talk to the Global Knowledge Sales staff. They'll, they'll get you in touch with somebody. Um, take your, your test in waves when you actually go to get certified. What I tell folks is Amazon lets you take uh, one uh, pass through the test and then go back and take a second and third pass. In the first pass, anything you can answer in 10 seconds or less, boom. That's the ones you answer. Go all the way to the end and then take another pass. And then it's anything you can answer in 30 seconds or less, right? And then the last time through or the last couple times, you gotta pull the trigger and just move. Um, and then again, uh, don't be like me. And I think I took, cause I was in a, a, a state where they didn't have testing and I had to fly to, to Seattle for an Amazon commitment. And working with them, I actually stayed an extra day and took, it was either three or four tests in one day. Uh, that's grueling, don't do that, <laughs> right? Make sure you only take one test, and you can take them right here at reInvent. So 
Again, it may be falling with style, uh, but if you're like me, you can trip and fall in the right direction and recognize a good opportunity when it comes along and latch onto it. Any of you guys who are interested in training, uh, feel free to contact Dennis right there. Uh, tell him Rich sent you. Um, fantastic opportunities. I, I couldn't say I love this job any more than uh, anyone I've ever had. So, cool. Thank you, guys. I think we got time for questions. Thank you, Rich. Absolutely. Cool. So, can I? Uh...